Welcome to the Hustle and Flow podcast. The platform we use to explore varying perspectives and opinion through candid conversation. We chat about philosophy, business, and all things life. I'm Sean the Hustle. And I'm Les the Flow. Let's go. So my turn for a topic today. Mm-hmm. And the topic I've chosen for us today is sovereignty. Oh, yeah? Mm. Cool. So um, when I say sovereignty, what comes to mind for you? Um, I think it's about uh, a level of responsibility to yourself, you know, and seeing yourself as, you know, of, of the highest importance and holding that in the highest regard. Um, I think responsibility has a big part to play in, in, in being sovereign in, I think, the context that you're going to be talking about it today mm-hmm. or we might be talking about today. Um, it has a real... I guess, uh, honoring of who you are or who you want to be and upholding that with the greatest sense of integrity. So, so yeah, that's what I sort of feel, uh, think about. Mm. I'd echo all of those um, thoughts and sentiments around sovereignty. And I guess, um, you know, when I think about sovereignty, I think about being self-governing, mm-hmm. right? And, and as you said, really taking responsibility for yourself. Because in essence of the definition of the word, right, sovereignty is being self-governing, mm-hmm. having your own rules and being essentially a law unto yourself. Yep. And I guess when people make that statement, like being a law unto yourself, it's generally in the context of um, you being unruly or, or outside the bounds of what people class as the regular law. But I don't see it like that. Um, yep. You know, being a law unto yourself is about um, living your life the way that you see fit and that you think is right for you um, and having integrity while doing it. And, and that's a word you use as well, which is very important, which is integrity. And um, yeah, man, I guess I want to talk about this today because of, you know, just being out in the world today and seeing how people carry themselves and conduct themselves and also mindful about um, how I carry myself in the world um, and sovereignty being of more importance than ever, I think. I think it's always been important, but, you know, uh, we're in uncharted territories in terms of the context of all of our lives right now, yep. you know? So um, I think more than ever thinking about how we operate, how we think and, and how we carry ourselves is important during this time. Yeah, totally. And, um, you know, we can reflect back to like maybe the origins of, of the word and whence it was used, I suppose, and like, you know, it was... Um, something that was more used um, in a in a collective um, context, you know, like a sovereign state or something like yep. that. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it it is no different to when you see yourself as a, a sovereign being, as um, someone who is very clear on what values and principles uh, you yourself as a as a being, as an individual, uphold and hold true and um, feel drawn towards uh, it is your truth and uh, for you to act according to those it's it's fine you know it, it is fine as long and I think this is something that you always say uh, as long as you're you're not hurting anyone in yeah. the process right and in in talking about the current context of, of course 100% like you know I always echo the sentiment of of um, uh, discovering and uh 
living one's own truth. And, you know, if we reflect on society today, it is a very um, a mob type mentality that people have, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they do um, sort of fade into the crowd a lot. And it seems like it, it is a um, autonomous thing as well. You know, it seems like uh, there is a lack of um, connection with self, understanding of truth, and, and then being able to, you know, um, derive value and principles for oneself and then um, uphold them in a sovereign way, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I mean, these times in modern times, it is, I guess it is becoming more and more apparent that uh, we do as individuals need to discover our own truth and find our own way. And um, I guess this is the challenge for a lot of people now, you know, it's, yeah. you know, becoming more and more apparent. It's coming to light that um, shit that, you know, collectively governs us is, isn't all so rosy and powerful and, um, um, you know, quote unquote, right. You yeah. Know? There is a lot of holes being poked in everything that we, we um, thought was, uh, you know, the, the greatest power on earth or, or the most, um, I guess, the overarching power or overarching governing system that, that keeps the world together, yep. you know. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, in terms of collectives and, and people operating as a collective as well, you know, you mentioned that sovereignty essentially comes from, you know, in the old days being a sovereign nation and being a collective group and, um, you know, operating as a whole unit that governs yourselves. Mm. And, and that still happens, right? But I think... Um, happens in a much different way yeah. um, and for a much different purpose. And it feels like these days, man, when people uh, band together, it's kind of to, to shut something else out or to essentially shit on something else. That's what it feels like to me yeah. at the moment. What do you think about that? Well, uh, I think it's also just... Or um, to oppose something. Yeah, you it, know? it could be. Um that I, th- I feel like it's also to to find something to believe in, to find something mm-hmm. that, um, you know, rings true. I think there's a semblance of, you know, um, gravitation towards some semblance of truth or, or recognition or alignment in, yeah. that, in that regard. And that's why I feel like a lot of groups, you know, whether it's, you know, religion or whether it's, you know, some sort of, um, extremist belief or activist group, anything like that. Um, <clears throat> it's very easy to just jump into those for people when yep. they, you know, it's like a headline type uh, attraction. You know, you read something that that appeals to you in some way mm-hmm. and without really understanding what the fundamentals are behind them, you'll jump in and jump on board and become um, a dogmatic supporter and activist or advocate for those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so I think that stems from, you know, uh, a lack of knowing or belonging to something or owning some sort of semblance of truth for oneself. So, um, as a knee jerk reaction, we might naturally cling to something that, uh, presents some semblance of, you know, a click within us that says, oh, um, that kind of resonates with me. 
I'm going to dive in and feel like I'm part of something and have some sort of belief of truth um, in, in my actions and how I live in this world. You yeah. Know? No, and I'm glad you've gone down this path because, you know, it's something I do want to talk about and, and kind of what I was getting at is, um, yeah, it feels like people want to belong so bad that they'll, as you said, they'll latch onto something and take on these dogmatic beliefs of a group or or a system or whatever it is um, because they found one part of it that they agree with. And I think the danger in that is when you align yourself with something without actually looking at the whole picture, you're giving away your power and you're also, I think, compromising your own identity. Totally. And you're compromising with yourself without realizing. Yeah. You know, if you're someone who identifies as like either your right wing or left wing, um, and you take those things as absolute, um, you're kind of giving your power away to whatever that group dictates itself to be and, and what the beliefs are and, and them to become yours. And you might not agree with everything, right? You might not agree with everything that that group believes in mm. or that sect believes in. And um, I think it's also easy to... I think it's also easy to um, give that power away and that responsibility because then you don't have to do the hard work of figuring out what you believe in and also what is sometimes a hard work of defending that. There are some beliefs that we have as people and individuals that are worth defending. Totally. There, there are. And, um, you know, I think once you ascribe to a collective um, with unwavering, I guess, um, with, without any sort of compromise to that, right, or, or examination and willingness to, to push back even within that group, um, you find yourself in a dangerous spot yeah. where you might be compromising yourself in ways you don't want to. And you may start acting in a way because of that that doesn't align with who you really want to be and what you truly believe in your heart of hearts. And, um, you know, it's very hard, I think, especially in this current climate, to shut out what it seems like massive noise from groups that put pressure on people, right? Um, because essentially when you think about it, if there's a group that has its own beliefs, they want those beliefs to flourish and for other people to take them on, right? Yeah. And if you've got little old you um, that doesn't believe that against a collective, it's hard sometimes, right? But um, if you look back throughout history, it's people that have stood up for what they believe in that have prevailed and, and made things better generally, right? Some have done that and, and it's had very bad results for people, but then, you know, it's usually counteracted and, yeah. and things turn good. I'm also like on a side note, not on, could be argued right now for sure, but people keep talking about how the world's turning to shit and, you know, everything's so bad and in the olden days and stuff. And I still think it's like the greatest time to be alive. Totally. Right. I, I really believe that. Um, well, those, those, um, those judgments and um, perspectives, it's all relative, right? Yeah. It truly is. Yeah. And, and I've never lived in the olden days, but from what I've experienced, things keep getting better, man. Yeah. You know? and, and to me, it's, um, you know, to, to just touch on that point, um, to cling to, it, it is to cling to um, a semblance of normality that, you know, is, um, is a little bit delusional in my mind because I always talk about, um, things that uh, change is inevitable, you know. Um, the world 
moves in a cyclic manner, mm-hmm. just like the seasons of nature. And I always talk about this. Um, and it is kind of naive to think that um, once there is some semblance of normality, that it, it can be held and continued forever. You know, this is just a, a tipping point, you know, of what um, maybe it may be chaotic. It may be just a drastic change. It's going to be a shakeup for sure, though. You know, it's going to be um, there, there, there is no return to quote unquote normal. Mm-hmm. We've talked about normal before. And to me, there's no such thing, really. Um, I want to also add on a point that you said before in terms of some things are worth uh, fighting for in terms of your own beliefs and truth. I, I, my, I would, um, you know, bolster that, that thought and say that um, an individual's truth, once it is found, it is the, the, the only thing to live for, you know, it truly is. Like if you find whatever your truth is, whatever your heart speaks, whatever, your, um, whatever you believe and hold dear and true in your soul, like um, with the greatest purity, you know, mm-hmm. no, uh, no external corruption, anything like that. If you are able to find that, then that is what your life is, you know, supposed to be lived for in my mind, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so hundred percent, I mean, if you um, compromise or give up any of that, then you're giving away a piece of who you are, you know? Mm. Um, and, it, and it is as simple as that. It doesn't matter to me. And this is like the challenge of living in um, a civilized world in that um, there is a collective belief or collective notion of what uh, we should be or how we should act. But then we are all individuals, right? And we all hold our own unique truths. And to align 100% one way or another to what someone else has, um, I guess, constructed is to give away a piece of yourself, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that, man. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. And um, the other thing about sovereignty that comes to mind for me um, in the same vein as what we're talking about right now is taking ownership, right? And Jocko Willing talks about it all the time, it's his concept, extreme ownership. Mm. Um, and other people talk about it as well. And I know that you and I both have taken on that um, approach in our lives, right? And that the things that happen to us, um, how we experience things and, and what's happened in our lives is our responsibility and is a result of our actions and our own perspectives and thoughts. And I really do truly believe that, um, that, you know, everything is my responsibility. Everything I experience is my responsibility. How I feel about things is my responsibility. I never have that feeling anymore where, you know, do I get emotional things? Yes, obviously I do. Do things, you know, um, trigger my emotions and, and put me in a mind, a state of mind that's, where I don't want to be, 100%, all right? But I'm also fervently aware that that is my reaction to something and how I respond and think about it after that initial reaction is my responsibility, mm. right? And it therefore... Needed, it needn't be the same, you know, it needn't be the same. Yeah. And, and it's like a very clear thing that, 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 you know, is very important to point out. Yeah, and and for that reason, everything is my responsibility, and I take ownership of that. If someone says something that I don't like, I don't like that for whatever reason. And that's on me. 
It's not on the person that said it, right? And, you know, people always uh, make the argument of like, oh, there's things that are out of your control that happened to you. And, and what about that? You know, like if uh, someone you love got hit by a car, then what? Well, they could have been standing somewhere else. They chose to stand there or they chose to cross the road. They were in that space for whatever reason at whatever time. I'm not saying it's fair, but I'm saying is the choices we make lead to the things that prevail and, and how things play out. Not always fair, but, but that's the reality of shit. It is, totally. man. I mean, like the saying that, and you don't like this very much, and it depends on context, I believe. I think in this context, it's you, you agree with it and you align with it, and it is what it is, you know? Mm. It truly is. Like, and the way you've explained it, it's not anything that is difficult to understand. It's very rational, it's very logical, right? You think about anything that, um, anything that you do or anything that you feel, you have a choice to that, right? You truly do. And we've talked about this before as well, like um, how your life turns out, the outcomes of your life uh, are just the sum of all the choices that you've made, you know? And I'll, I'll hear people arguing, you know, oh, um, how, can, how can you be not be sad or not be angry and all these sorts of things. Like you said, like it's not that you're not going to feel these emotions. If you're human, you will, you know. In the, in the example of, you know, a, a loved one who passes away, of course you're going to feel sad about it, right? But, and, and it's okay to do that. It's okay to, you know, express yourself emotionally. That is, of course, something that we should do. Like I, I, I actually advocate, um, you know, um, full-hearted uh, emotional expression. But at the same time, do we, what do we do after that? You know, that's the point. Like, do we allow that, um, that situation to crush us and de debilitate us? Or do we see it as, again, just like life, death is a natural part of, of, of existence, you know? So it happens when it happens. It's out of our control. So yep. how, do, how do we move forward from things like that, you know? Well, we take control. Exactly. We take control. Right. And um, no, that statement, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't like it. But just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not true. Mm. There are lots of situations where it is what it is. But the way I think about it and see this is me having sovereignty and control is I believe it is what it is until it isn't. Mm. And when I say that until it isn't, that's the part where I choose to take control. Right. Of whatever the experience is, whatever the situation is. Whatever is, I have a choice of how to respond to that. Mm. And I learned that, you know, whenever something happens or there's a decision to be made, right? Because that's all we're doing in life is we're making decisions and choices that are stacking on top of each other that create our existence and our experience here, right? There's three things we can do. We can um, change it, we can accept it, or we can leave it. They're really your options, right and we make the choice of which of those three we move forward with right mm -hmm. so like if there's something that is we can try to change it or if it's something that we choose to accept that's our choice too yep. or we can leave 
we can leave that the way it is, right? And with that also needs to come some form of acceptance because you've chosen not to change it, mm. right? But you're making those choices. And with that, you're taking ownership, right? And, and, and you're exercising your sovereignty, I feel. Yeah. And I think yeah, if you put it, I think a good way to sort of put those terms, like, you know, it is what it is, um, it makes sense. And for me, it's, it's applied always in an in external sense, you know. It is what it is are things that happen outside of us and are outside of our control, yep. right? And the response is until it isn't, you mm. know, how we respond to such situation, you know. And, and these sorts of things, they really, it's like um, age-old wisdom, you know, truly is what age-old wisdom in terms of how to live in a sovereign manner in life, you know. And it's, and it's to me, it's human wisdom, you know, to, this, to its core, inherent, because thousands of years ago, you know, this sort of wisdom was, was shared by, you know, people in ancient Greece. I always talk about the Stoics, and it's, it's a very Stoic way of looking at things. But at the same time, you know, before even the Stoics, um, it's a very Taoist way of looking at life as well, an Eastern philosophical, uh, philosophical um, viewpoint in terms of looking at what is within and without our control and simply, you know, moving according to the, the to me, right, because I am a um, follower and believer of um, the Taoist ways is the, the only true nature, uh, the true law, sorry, uh, natural law, you know. Those are the things that are truly out of our control. Like human laws, they, they're always interchangeable. They're always things that can be manipulated and, and, and altered, right? Although they, we live under their governance, they, they can always change, but natural law is something that is far beyond us, right? For sure, for sure. And, you know, like there is plenty that's outside of our control, but how we choose to respond to it is our choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's our power, right? That's our power as humans. And the, I feel that a lot of times when people use the statement, it is what it is, is to let go of that responsibility, right? Yeah. And not yeah. having to do something about it after. Mm. It's like, oh, it is what it is. And you just leave it at that, right? When you have other options and your, uh, I guess the thing that's screaming in the face is your choice to choose how to respond, right? Yeah. And um, there are plenty of stories and situations which we know about, you know, Viktor Frankl, for example, mm. in one of the worst possible situations you could find yourself in as a human and his perspective is what changed things for him. Totally. He made a choice in the worst of circumstances to, um, to hold a perspective, right and and that's the power of it that's the power of um you know not just accepting it is what it is and then doing nothing about it for yourself yeah and like victor Fra frankl is a really good example and there are many people who have survived and spoken about you know um their experiences in in the holocaust and things like that um and um auschwitz and uh, all those sorts of um terrible, terrible like conditions. And if you think about um, in contrast or perspective wise to what we as modern humans 
would complain about on a daily basis versus the things that um, people in those sorts of concentra- uh, concentration camps had to, you know, deal with and endure and then come out, you know, with, with these still very positive perspectives on, on things in life. Man, you know, it, it shows you something like, and, and it is um, like a testament to, to the power of choice. You know, it truly is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, I think this, um, this concept of extreme ownership is really important for people to, to understand and also to understand that it's not, it's not a way to try and control something that shouldn't be controlled or that is not controllable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's something that I, you know, run into with people that challenge me on it. It's like, but there are just things that are outside of your control that you can't do anything about. And I'm like, yeah, but then you're a victim. Yeah. And that's a choice. Totally. I mean, that's, that, that comes part with um, uh, giving away your power, yeah. you know, that victim mentality, mm. you know. Um, there is always a choice uh, as to whether you want to seem as if uh, what has happened to you that particular circumstance, you are a victim of it or you're not, you know, mm-hmm. or you choose to change the frame or reframe it in a, in a way that you are not a victim. It is just whatever it is. It is a, a external circumstance and you happen to experience it, you know, and you can choose how you respond. Um, and, it, and it's, and like to, to talk more on, I guess, uh, sovereignty uh, in the modern context and perhaps like a level of difficulty and maybe even um, maybe even like it may be even something that is seen as, as a negative thing mm-hmm. to stand up and, and be an individual and represent your own um, your own beliefs and speak that openly. Yep. Because there are, there are so many things that um, are, I guess seen as, outside of the conventional box, yep. you know, and if those sorts of things are spoken, um, it is frowned upon mm-hmm. at times, you know, and I myself have always felt something like this um, for as long as I can remember, you know, even as a kid, I can always remember just feeling like an outsider, but not wanting to speak it fully um, you know, in a hundred percent pure form without some sort of, you know, veil on top of it to protect myself, you know, for, for the fear of whatever it is being ostracized, you know, being judged. Um, and, and that's the power of, um, the, the collective and, and the, the societal mold and the conditioning that we've been put into. Right. And I almost felt bad in a sense for wanting to do that. You know, because uh, you'd be labelled an outcast, you'd be labelled a rebel. Oh, you know, you're a, you're a rebel, and that, and that's a bad thing. You know, um, you, you're doing things against the grain and all that sort of stuff, right? But I see it very differently now. You know, um, I've seen it very differently for uh, several years now, and this is for me stepping fully into my truth and reclaiming the power of who I am as an individual, you know, and it seems very, you know, cliche to say all these things, but this is just 
just how it is expressed um, in modern times. And I hope that it's something that uh, people can relate to or understand in this way. Um, but it's not like a rebel, a rebellion act, like, um, you know, middle fingers up to the world type thing, right? It's just standing up for, for your own truth. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's no disrespect to anything else outside of that, right? Yeah. It, it's okay for us to uh, disagree without, you know, being um, aggressive and opposing in that way, yeah. right? Like I think this this type of discussion between you and I and the dynamic that we hold, it's like testament to that. We don't we come from very different angles, and we don't agree with that, everything that each other says. No, that's for sure. No, we don't. But you know we're we're able to still hold a very civil conversation and yep. respect each other's viewpoints. Yeah, and I think that's that's the key to it. It's like respect, and that's something that I want to talk about. Because um, I think one thing that happens for a lot of people is they think when someone opposes their views or their beliefs don't align with them, that it's an attack on what they believe, right? Yeah. And, and the whole notion of right and wrong comes into it. It's like, oh, you believe that, like you're wrong mm. because I believe this and I think I'm right. Yeah. And that's not the way shit is, mm. right? We can both have two very different beliefs about something and they can be right. For each of us, right? And that's the important part. It's right for you and it's right for yeah. me, right? And also, the fact that you believe something different to what I believe does not make you a shit person. Mm. But that's something that I feel a lot of people, are, you know, put out on other people. They're like, oh, you believe that, so you're a shitty person. Mm. It's like, no, they just have a different belief to you. And maybe they think that about you. And if that's the case, how would you feel about that? Yeah. Right? Like, do you think you're a shitty person because of what you believe? Mm. Chances are not because otherwise you probably wouldn't hold those beliefs. But that's what you're doing when you put someone else down for a belief they have. Right? And um, I feel like that's going on a lot these days. And that's when, like, collectives are starting to shit on people that are standing up for what they believe in. Right? And not to say that everything someone believes in is right or you know, or that it's wrong either. But, you know, cancel culture is something that's massive these days, mm. right? It's like, oh, you said this or you think that, so we're all just going to shut you out. Yeah. And it's fucking weird. Like, dude, that's fucking weird because you're just banding together and actually shutting someone down based on what you think. And you're essentially trying to stop them from having a platform or any any way to voice what they believe, right? Mm-hmm. So you're trying to use like your collective might as a group to silence people. Yeah. And it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It comes with with this um, this attachment to right and wrong, this dualistic view of life, you know, in that, like you said, it, and it's a very Western thing, right, in that, um, and I'm driven by, you know, the the yearning to know and understand everything that whatever we understand and, and, you know, crystallizes as right, then opposes everything else outside of that as wrong. And like, if you hang on to these sorts of notions, of course, you know, you're going to build and uh, you're going to gather other people 
in numbers to support that. And, and that's what, uh, I guess, the, the negativity behind it is. It's like, it, it's cool for you to have collective beliefs with people who share the same notions and um, values and principles as you, but also it, it doesn't mean that it is absolute in any sense, mm. you know. And also it doesn't mean that you disrespect other people that Absolutely. don't hold the same view as Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I think because there's, there's like a, there's a semblance of like domination and then um, I guess uh, quietening other people that may overthrow your ideals and things like that, you know. Yeah. It's just a very protective way mm. of going about things in terms of like shutting other people down. And it's kind of like how strong are your beliefs if you think that, you need to shut someone else down yeah. in order for yours to exist. Maybe you should think about that, yeah. you know, like, um, and I always think about it, you know, it's, it's treat people how you want to be treated. It's that basic principle of life, right? Like if you're someone who does that, how would you feel if you had a belief and a whole group of people are trying to shut you down from voice, from voicing it or expressing it mm. or living it, mm. right? And I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot. Like people tend to people tend to move and operate in a fashion that they would not want to be treated. Yeah, and I think that's a. It's obviously a very um, uh, how to say. It is is a very short sighted way of looking at things, and maybe even um, tone deaf. In, to, to a degree, you know, um, and it's selfish, right? Yeah. But people are just, it, this, this is the, the problem with, um, uh, I guess, uh, extremism and dogmatism towards ideals is that um, it is deluding to the, to the degree that it can blind you yeah. from everything else around you, you know. And also um, it's easy to get carried away. If you're not sovereign, if you don't know what your beliefs are and if you're not prepared to, you know, stand by them, operate by them um, and, and hold your beliefs up in high regard for yourself, it's very likely you're going to get carried away. Well, I think in, in, that, in that example, it's just that they, um, a lot of the time people don't know what they want to stand behind. And that's it. Side, you know? For sure. So they right. can be easily pulled in one yeah. way, direction or another, you know? And that's why by this notion of sovereignty, I feel is important because then Absolutely. It, it helps you, um, you know, to work out what is important to you. When you make the decision to be sovereign, right? To be responsible for yourself, you need to work out what's important to you. Mm. You need to work out what your beliefs are and, and you need to work out what laws you're going to put in place for yourself. Yeah. And I think in that sense, this is where like a uh, inside out and a bottom up approach is the way to look at things rather than, you know, uh, a top down um, collective dissemination of, of rule. Um, because we are all very different people, you know, it, it, there's, there's, there is no denying that. And again, to, to, uh, be led by a top-down, generalized manner is to, like I said before, give away part of yourself of who mm -hmm. you are as an individual, as a unique individual, you know. And <clears throat> you can, like, you, you can aggrandize that as much as you like, 
you know, you can put yourself on a pedestal and say, I'm a fucking special person, right? And very different and I'm going to achieve special things. Or you can just say simply that I am different to you. I may not achieve, you know, quote unquote, great things in the eyes of um, a conventional um, success or whatever. In the eyes of your collective. Yeah, exactly. But it it doesn't matter. The, The point here is not, you know, status or or um, like, I guess, the the height of your regard. It is simply that we are different and we are all here for different things, you know, and that's it. It's yeah. very simple. Yeah. And it's also like um, you need to choose what you want to give power to. Mm. And I just find it pretty hard to make the choice of giving power to something outside of yourself. Yeah, I mean, if you put that's it... That's just me. Yeah, no, right. like, I mean, like, again, it's a very logical way of looking at things, right? Like, you want to hold your own power, like, to the fullest degree. And, like, don't you want to be the hero in your own story? Yeah, that's it. And, like, I think that, again, those sorts of things, that they're really nice ways to, I guess, uh, assist you along this this path. But, like, you know... If my truth is simply to be, um, you know, a gardener and pull weeds all day, then that's my fucking truth, and no one should shit on that, you know. And I and I should be um, someone who stands by that and you know l- lives with the greatest sense of contentment and fulfillment because I am, you know, owning my like whole truth and power of yep. being a gardener. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I want to make that point clear because a lot of the time people might think um, or misconstrue this this notion of, like, regaining or upholding your own power and you're going to be a fucking superhero. And you're yeah, it doesn't have to be grand. Yeah. Like, grand in the eyes of other people, right? Like, it's grand to you. Holding, it will be grand to you. That's the you thing. Know, that's the thing. Yeah. It will be grand to you. Like, if you find your own truth, it doesn't matter what the fuck it is to anyone else, you know? It is going to be the greatest thing. Because like it's it's like the the greatest alignment of you know um, heart soul and action you know that that's all there is to it, dude. Like we talk about this, but there is no greater gift you can give yourself than living life how you want. Yeah, totally. Right, and there's massive power in that. Absolutely. Um, because you're not you're choosing to not conform to what other people have prescribed for you, no matter what that is, mm. whether that's weeding. Or being, you know, a garbage man, or all these sorts of professions that people tend to, you know, talk shit on or look down upon. Mm. I've held. It's funny, man. I was actually talking to my mom about this last night. I'm like, man, I've never been ashamed of any job I've done to make money, right? That was like honest and ethical and moral, just because, like, that's what I wanted to do. And I truly respect people who do jobs that other people, you know, tend to look down upon um, because they've made a choice that in the face of like being judged, they're still going to do it because it suits them. Mm. Right. I respect that element of it and I respect the fact that you are, you know, happy to do honest work that other people don't want to do. And also the fact that we all need people to do certain things that we don't want to fucking do. Totally. Right. And also it, uh, it it shuns the the facts that 
people that do certain jobs and, and make certain decisions are doing things for themselves that suit them, right? And helps them to progress and to live their life the way they want, right? right? Like someone might do a job that you think is a shitty job or isn't worthy of your respect, but that job enables them to do things in the times they want. They might want to spend time with their kids during the day. So they work at night, you know, they might sweep streets mm. during the night or they might clean toilets while their kids are asleep so that, you know, when they get home, they can spend time with their children yeah. because that's what's important to them. And that'd be fucking amazing if that's what's important to you. Right. So like, I also want to put that out. I think it's a very shitty thing to do to shit on someone else for doing something that you don't think is good enough. Yeah. Like it is their, it is their mean to their ultimate end. And you know and what? Way to judge they that. could be yeah. way happier than you. Totally. Well, that's the thing. I think <laughs> like, that's, that's a massive, that's a massive thing, right? Like what, what you're talking about here is it comes back to respect at the end of the day, but in terms of like happiness, you know, and contentment and fulfillment, Right. And I myself have been someone who has very, ha, has been very fascinated with this, this general topic, right. On, on, and, and fascinated with, you know, um, how people generally go about and operate in their lives and think based on what they're chasing. And this is just like that, that old, like hedonistic model, that hedonic treadmill, you know, that people talk mm. about. Like you're chasing happiness in something that is outside of yourself, right? Happiness is found within, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I will fucking like, you know, fight to the death with anyone who, who thinks otherwise. That happiness can be found outside of yourself, right? There can be experiences that you have, right? That, uh, that will bring you happiness. But that still is an internal choice. Yeah, because you yourself. experience that happiness based on what you believe That's and what right. you like. That's right. So, like, that is something to think about in terms of this sort of notion of trying to find something outside, whether it is, you know, a group to conform with or um, certain status to uphold or be held within from external eyes. All this stuff, right, is a fucking... Uh, it's a thankless uh, uh, um, endeavor for you. It truly is. And, and that hedonistic treadmill is the perfect fucking analogy for it. Or the, the, the hamster in a hamster wheel, whatever it is, you're just going to continue to run to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, thinking that you're going to be happy. But if you just fucking dropped everything outside, you can be the most content person and live in a fucking cave. Yeah, you truly could. A lot of those external things that people do, right? It's based on their internal need for something. Yeah. Right. Like their internal need or desire for recognition mm. and things like that. Totally. Right. And and it talks exactly to what you're saying, which is like happiness comes from within, mm. right? And like you said, there can be things that um, happen externally that make you happy, but like I said, it's making you happy because of what you've internalized as what is important to you. That's right. Not, and, and it's not the outside make. thing. Yeah. They it's not the outside thing that um, triggered the happiness. That's right. It's you already had this internal belief or this internal desire that has been met by whatever you experienced That's right. externally. That's right. And then you process that internally. You process that. You made choices about how you feel about it. And then that's when you felt happy or not. Yeah. So it's an inside job. Yeah, totally. And like, you know, if, 
even if you think about if the counter was like, oh, what about, you know, the people you love and things like that? Again, those are the, those are the relationships that you've chosen to have in your life, you know. And you love them for certain reasons. Exactly. That's right. And th that's you choose to keep them in your life. Yeah. Right? That is your choice. And like, don't talk to me about, oh, what if it's your mother or your father or your son or whatever, right? It doesn't matter. Like, I'm stripping away all these labels. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, okay, maybe that sounds a bit like, you know, cold or, you know, um, emotionless, whatever. But the point is, right, if those are the people that you choose to have in your life, then they're going to bring you happiness or you have, they, they fulfill something within you, yeah. right, inside of you. And if they, if they do the opposite, then you have a choice to let them go. That's you know, right. You truly do. That's right. And a lot of people... Um, don't because of values that they have chosen to keep on holding on to within themselves, mm. right? And that's a choice too. Yeah. You know, when someone in their family does something heinous and they're like, oh, but they're my family. Yeah. Like you have the choice of whether you keep them in your life or not, like you said. Exactly. Right? And there are plenty of people that don't do that. Mm. And when you look at it from, you know, different perspectives, their lives are better for that. And, you know, not everyone is a good person. Not everyone does the right thing. People make plenty of different choices. And, you know, that's like one of those things is, and it might sound harsh, I have an extreme sense of loyalty to my family, but I also understand when other people aren't loyal to theirs yeah, totally. for certain reasons, yeah. right? Like, because, um, you know, when people do really shitty things, and someone's like, oh, but he's my brother. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you've inherited or learned or you've chosen to value that belief and hold it within yourself. You have that choice mm. of having that belief or not. Yeah. Right? And, and maybe you need to think about why that's so important to you and what else is going to be overridden based on that belief mm. and what else might not turn out for you the way you want it to based on those beliefs you hold. Yeah. Right? It's a dogma. Totally. Yeah. And I think like even like these these labels of family and things like that, like these things for me, they they extend far like much farther than, you know, simply those uh, that you share blood with, you know, they truly do for me. Yep. Like we are all humans and brothers and sisters like of the planet, do you know what I mean? We're of the same species and although we may have come from different parts of this globe, we are of the same earth, you know, and we come from this. We're like a part of the whole ecosystem, right? Yeah. And like you will have relationships in your lives that you could feel so much closer and such a um, powerful bond than those that you've spent your entire life with. Yeah. And this is like, this is family to me. This is like the, the true family bond. It's someone that aligns with you and you find someone or people who, who align with you, your values, your truths, your principles and see you for who you are mm -hmm. and vice versa. And what I mean by that is you see through the bullshit. You see like heart to heart. My heart sees your heart and vice versa. And I don't see like any masks or there's, there's no need for that, you know. That, that for me is like real family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's your belief and you've chosen that, right? Mm. And you have 
what I know is a better experience of life for yourself mm. with holding that belief. And there's also certain beliefs that we learn, right, that we never question. Things like respect your elders, right? And like there's very few people that will argue that. But, dude, if I meet someone older than me that is a fuckwit, I'm not gonna, you're not going to have my respect. And I don't think you should just because you popped out of someone before I did. Yeah, totally. Right? Totally. Um, I walk around and operate in life with that general belief that we should respect our elders because they tend to have more experience and wisdom than those of us that are younger, right? And I respect that, mm. is that you might have experience and wisdom that I don't have. And also you've, you've had more experiences than I have and there's value in that for me personally, but I choose that, mm. right? And um, my belief, like, yeah, if you doesn't make it absolute. Either. It doesn't make it absolute. Mm. And I chose that, right? And, and I've questioned it. And the point of that is, is like, it's my law to myself. Mm. I've like, I haven't just taken that belief and been like, and never questioned it. Mm. As in like, that's just what you do, right? Like there are plenty of people I know that are older than me that have done shit that I don't respect at all. Mm. And I, they don't have my respect, right? Yeah. And when I interact with them, I don't show them any respect because I don't have it and I'm not going to act like I do. Yeah. Right? But and and that's my choice and I also don't let anybody shit on me for that choice. And that's what that's one of the things that being sovereign is about to me. Mm. Right? It's like I govern myself. You don't tell me how I get to feel about things. You don't get to tell me how I operate. You don't get to decide those things. I decide those things because I'm responsible for me. Yeah. And and again, like from an outside perspective or a general perspective, it can seem like a very righteous, you know, way to, to operate, right? And I think that, again, these are types of conditioned um, perspectives that people have to essentially shit on people who stand up for the for what they believe in, you know, and, and to speak their truth because it is um, outside of the norm. It is not black or white. It's it's grey and people don't like that, you know. Mm. It's something that challenges status quo um, in certain respects and and it comes back to, you know, this this clinging on to this semblance of normalcy, right? Um, if it disrupts that then um, it's it's not something that people generally like, you know? No, and it also puts into, like, when you question someone's belief, they feel like, oh, have I been wrong this whole time? Yeah. Right? And there's something to be said about that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, people might feel defensive about those sorts of yeah. things, and especially, like, the way in, in which people may have been conditioned to, to look at things and hold these collective beliefs so dear to them that it becomes part of who they are, identity. Mm. And I guess this is what um, a lot of people, you know, Eckhart Tolle would say, it's your ego, right? That's your ego identity. It's not really who you are per se. It's just this guise that um, has been built for for you and and generally the collective so that we all sort of think along the same lines or believe along the same lines. And... You know, it, and it's funny in that regard. I mean, if you think about it, it's it's not really who we are, but we we 
that's the power of the, the mind in terms of building these um, delusional beliefs for us that, that we'd, you know, live and die for. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking crazy to me. You know, it truly is. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I think we've covered a lot today on that topic. I'm sure we'll come back to it in different veins in other discussions. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that's coming to mind for you? Yeah, I guess then to close um, off the topic, I mean, it's it's such a important thing to me and I know it's important to you as well. And as as we've been talking about more than ever, the the world that we live in, it is demanding for people to stand up and be sovereign, you know, and live for their own truth and speak that truth and live from a place of authenticity, but also with a great semblance of honour and respect to everyone else and their own truths as well. Like once you operate in a way um, that is extreme and disrespectful, that is what creates you know, conflict and, yep. and hate and all those sorts of emotions, right? So I always say like, you know, it doesn't have to be like fucking rage against the machine. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Yeah. Although that's a fucking fantastic song, but um, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to be so, um, you know, um, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be an offensive thing yeah. for people, you know, but to, to like regain your own power and, and be, and have the honor to do that, you know, and live, through that through that energy of your life, you know, in complete authentic expression of your truth, there, there is no greater thing in my mind. No, there isn't. There and is choosing no to thing. exercise that power is important for yourself. Mm. It is. It really is. So, you know, to me, if, if people are fucking like, and, and I know that people are, you know, always, there's, there's always these questions about what the meaning of life is and all that sort of thing. It's inside you, man. That's it. And and if you think that, that like, what is more important than your own life, realistically, right? In this physical manifestation of, of whatever you're living, of this existence, there is nothing more important. So it doesn't make sense for you to, you know, dedicate your life to finding that out, finding out your truth and then honoring that, you know? It makes complete sense to me. And, um, that's how I live every day. But, you know, again, that's just my thing. Yeah. But no, I some, think something to chew on. I think it's an honorable way to live and also a fulfilling way to live. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You choose to do so. Yeah. And I guess I just want to leave people with the notion of, you know, have the courage to live your own life the way you want to live it and don't apologize for it. Yeah. If you're not hurting other people in the process. Totally. Right? You mentioned that. I always say that. It's like, do whatever you want to do as long as you're not hurting other people. And if that's the case, I think you can be proud of who you are. Totally. Because like you said, it does, and it's important to note, it does take courage to do it. Yeah. Like every action is, you know, against the grain um, from a collective sense. Yeah. But, you know, it takes courage to do that. It does. But it's fucking beautiful. You yeah. Know? And, and, you know, these are our conversations that we have that we put out to the world. You know, to try and provoke people to think differently because when we think 
differently and, and we feel differently, we can act differently. We might have a better experience, right? Mm. And if you're someone who, you know, does feel like you get trodden on for certain things you believe or that you shouldn't for whatever reason, if you hold certain beliefs and they're not hurting other people by having them or exercising them, I strongly, strongly urge you to have the courage to live those out. Yeah. Do you, man. Yeah, man. Do you. And be proud of it. Yeah. Be proud of it, man. Absolutely. I mean, there is nothing that is um, of greater pride that you should hold dear to your heart, you know, Mm. to speak your own truth. Yeah. Yeah. So where can they find you, bro? Yeah. Um, On my website, hit me up, findingspace.co. You can uh, send me a message there or check out any of my uh, latest writings or our previous episodes of this uh, podcast or even some of my services. Um, Also on Facebook and Instagram. Handle is at findingspace.co. How about you, bro? Uh, Easiest place to find me is on Instagram. So just Sean underscore Coop. So it's S-H-A-U-N underscore C-O-O-P. You can just hit me up there, send me a message. We can chat. We've also got our own email address for the podcast. So it's um, the, the hustle and flow podcast at gmail.com. If you've got any questions, anything you'd like us to discuss, perhaps you're someone who um, feels they want to jump on our podcast, just drop us a note there and we'll be in touch with you. And as always, guys, just a humble request. If you found some value in what we spoke about today, a little nugget, something that helped you or that you think would help someone else, please just share it with one other person, a friend, a family member, a colleague, someone that you feel might take something from our conversation and do something with it. Because as I mentioned earlier, we have these conversations to to provoke thought and perhaps have you question some of your own thoughts and some of your own beliefs and think differently so you can act differently and perhaps have a different result that's better for you. Mm. And, uh, you know, just to finish off, we've got, I guess we're on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. So subscribe to us and um you know if you would like it would be helpful for us to you know spread the word by leaving a a review and um you know letting us know what you think about our podcast and uh ways we could improve if you would like so yeah until next time guys thanks guys see you later